These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. Hunter school students returned for one day a week to the classroom from Monday. The state government's aiming for a full return to school by Term 3, with a stage increase in class days until then. Physical distancing will be enforced in the classroom and there will be additional measures in place, including more frequent cleaning and more equipment in sick bays. Thousands of dollars worth of equipment was lost in an overnight fire at the Hunter Wetland Centre at Shortland. Firefighters from seven stations and the Newcastle Hazmat Unit were called to the centre just before 8pm on Monday to find a seven-bay storage shed engulfed in flames. The shed contained mowers and farming equipment as well as garden chemicals. It took crews about 90 minutes to fully extinguish and mop up the fire. Police launched an investigation. Arsons believed to be responsible. A man who lost his arm in a beer keg explosion at Bar Beach Bowling Club almost six years ago announced he's suing the club for damages. Jai Parker, who was 23 at the time and worked as a barman at the Delaney Hotel, had been asked to help set up a beer keg on the night of October 10, 2014. He'd removed a gas fitting to change a hose and was testing the system when the keg exploded, leaving him with an amputated left arm. Last year, Mr Parker received $100,000 in costs after suing Carlton and United Breweries, claiming the keg was overpressurised. The company was found to be not negligent. He was seeking $2.7 million in damages from the club for future medical costs, including the cost of fitting a prosthetic arm, claiming the club owned him a duty of care. The club argued Mr Parker contributed to his injury by activating a gas bottle without first fitting a regulator. Fire destroyed a boat moored offshore from Salamander Bay on Tuesday night. Firefighters were called to Soldiers Point Road at 8pm to find the six-metre timber vessel well alight about 20 metres from the shoreline. An RFS boat was brought in to douse the flames. No one was on board at the time. Efforts to tow the boat ashore and secure booms after the fire was put out were unsuccessful, with the vessel sinking in the process. Newcastle Fire Command said there was no apparent pollution risk to the environment. A coastal management plan for Stockton recommended spending $19 million over five years to address the erosion crisis. Newcastle Council voted to put the plan on public exhibition on Wednesday. It recommended spending $10.5 million on building new seawalls and extending and maintaining the existing two rock walls. If this is done, then a further $4.5 million would be spent on putting 50,000 cubic metres of sand on the beach from proposed offshore dredging. The plan said $21 million would be needed for a mass offshore dredging dredging program and a further 12 million needed for maintenance every decade with funding for this expected to come from the state government. Newcastle Council announced they were facing a massive loss in revenue due to the impact of the coronavirus lockdown. Council's March quarterly budget review shows income is set to fall by $17.8 million by the end of June, leaving a budget deficit of $8.3 million. The loss was caused by a fall in ticket sales from the Civic Theatre, reduced weights volumes at Summerhill Tip, loss of bookings from the Stockton Caravan Park as well as reduced income from Newcastle Airport, investments, parking metres and traffic infringements. Newcastle Council said they will seek to recover the costs associated from the forced removal of two large Norfolk Island pine trees at the hill. A subcontractor working for telecommunications company TPG cut through the roots of the 14-metre-high trees while laying cables. Council engaged an arborist to lop the trees, saying it had no choice because the giant pines were in danger of toppling over. The Friends of King Edward Park called for an inquiry into the incident. And a Maitland man had been arrested at a Waratah train station and faced court of the alleged online procurement of a child. Police had been engaging with the 36-year-old man online since March before detectives from Strackforce Trawler made the arrest. He allegedly believed he was speaking with a 13-year-old girl when talking about sex acts he wished to perform, sharing sexually explicit material
material and attempting to arrange an in-person meeting. Mobile phones, tablets, a laptop and a hard drive were seized by officers during a search of the man's home. The driver behind the wheel of a car which crashed at New Lambton Heights last year, claiming the life of a nine-year-old girl, pleaded guilty to dangerous driving occasioning death. The girl was a backseat passenger in a Holden Statesman which lost control and hit a power pole in McCaffrey Drive on August 13th. A 26-year-old man faced Newcastle local court on Wednesday where he also pleaded guilty to driving with an illicit drug in his system. He was granted continuing bail before facing Newcastle District Court on May 21st for a sentence date. Recently released data revealed the hunter had the second highest number of children at risk of serious harm in the state behind southwestern Sydney. The Department of Communities and Justice data also showed three out of four of those children, equal to over 8,000, were not seen by a caseworker. Port Stephens MP Kate Washington said the figures relate to last year and a pre-COVID, with the pandemic potentially causing the numbers to rise.